2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for
1: details. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick-cut, tastes-like-a-touchdown-in-your-mouth bacon?
3: You must be talking about Wright brand bacon, Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their
1: bacon. It's thick-cut, hand-trimmed, and real would smoke real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Former
5: Patriot wide receiver Danny Amendola was on First Things First on Fox Sports 1 yesterday morning. And he was asked about the Patriot way and the former wide receiver had this to say.
4: When you see Patriot way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. Uh, none of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. None of those coaches made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot way. And that's and that's the reason why Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now and, and, and uh, the Patriots aren't.
5: All righty. Sounds like a smooth segue to bring in Matt Light. Spent a decade there with the Patriots, won three Super Bowls there, founder of the Light Foundation, and Matt, kind enough to join us. What did you make of Amendola's comments there, Matt?
6: I mean, it kind of sounded a little bit like an angry elf, right? One of those South Pole elves, you know. uh, Maybe he was trying to make a point there about something, and it seems to be working. You know, look. (laughs) When I was there, you know, my 11 seasons with Bill, you know, it was a roller coaster of emotions. There were days where you didn't want to hear it from Bill. You didn't want to hear the early morning. All right, look, you guys are terrible. We're never going to win a game if you guys keep playing like this. This is the worst football I've ever seen here. Let's watch light 700 times screwing up a block. You know, like it gets old. And by the way, it can get really personal, especially when you mix in contract talk right and the fact that guys do give up you know the ability to potentially go make more money elsewhere so is it personal with him at this point right now sure seems like it but I think there's some truth in what he says though you know to me if somebody asks me who embodies and who is the face of the Patriot way kind of hard to argue the point that it's Tom Brady take me back
5: to the decision when Belichick decided to stay with Brady, even when Drew Bledsoe came back from that injury. So 2001, you've just paid Drew. He's one of the highest paid players in the game. And you got a guy you're not quite sure how good he is. And Brady's won a few games and then he decides to stay with him as a teammate. And, an all, you know, somebody blocking for these quarterback. What did you think of that move at the time?
6: Yeah, I mean, it was it was like okay, we had the Mo Lewis hit heard around the world. You know, we have the hundred million dollar man. You know, largest contract I think at the time in NFL history, and we had the backup to the backup. Right? I mean, Tommy wasn't number two in camp; he was number three. I think it was Michael Bishop, and I, I don't know. I've been hit a lot, but you know, so you know, yeah. I mean, it was it was an interesting point in time. I can remember though, in that season, we we're on the road playing in Washington. And we almost came back in the fourth quarter to win a road game that at the time, it was still kind of unknown. Can he do it? Can he not do it? You know, when's Drew going to be back? But even though we didn't win that game on the road, everybody felt, you know, that, that Tommy had what it was going to take after that game. And then you fast forward to the AFC Championship game, and he leaves with an injury. Comes, You know, Drew Bledsoe comes back in. He's throwing darts down the sideline. And then we're going to the Super Bowl with no week in between. I mean, it was chaos. But, um, you know, look, as weird as that situation was, it was really clear that Tom Brady was the leader. But be honest,
5: after the AFC title game, Bledsoe comes in throwing darts. You guys win. You're going to the Super Bowl. If I would ask you then, who do you want to start that Super Bowl? Who would
6: you have picked? You know, honestly, you kind of had to go. I mean, I felt terrible for the situation for Drew Bledsoe. I mean, here we are going to a Super Bowl. This guy's put in so much work in the National Football League and comes back in for that, you know, AFC championship game and picks up right where he left off. But even with that said, as much as I love Drew Bledsoe, you know, I I really felt like Tommy earned the right to have that opportunity at that point. But he
5: didn't throw any touchdowns in the playoffs. Leading up to the Super Bowl, he didn't throw a touchdown pass.
6: (laughs) It's a stat that I didn't know. I mean, you wouldn't know that if you were in our locker room, right? Uh, And by the way, you're talking to an offensive lineman. I mean, uh, you know, just point me in the right direction, coach. You know, wind me up and let me go.
5: But how much credit do you give Belichick? Belichick doesn't get credit for making this move, right? I mean, as much as we can say, well, who's more responsible for the Patriots' success, Belichick or Brady? Belichick made the ultimate decision to start Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. I mean, he's got to get credit for that.
6: Yeah, and and what a huge point, too. I mean, you look at the the previous season or two, right? And, you know, the lack of kind of people buying into the Patriot way and what it meant and, and the idea that, you know, we're going to sacrifice a lot more than just what some other teams were doing and how they prepared. Because when you come to New England, you give up quite a bit, you know, especially kind of, you know, who you are in some ways, everything gets muted for the benefit of the overall organization. But yeah, I mean, look, Bill's made some unbelievably tough calls that, you know, seemed kind of uncharacteristic for a head coach to make. I mean, I think about you know that season in 2002 I think it was it was the following year after we won the Super Bowl Lawyer Malloy gets shipped down to you know Buffalo. Buffalo the desert right and you know he was the best one of our one of our leaders I mean clearly one of our leaders and one of the guys that everybody looked to I mean that blew my mind so you know you never knew what to expect but at the end of the day you know what we did know is that Bill talked a lot about the decisions he makes are what's in the best interest of the team. And I know that that's something that coaches say, but I truly believe that that's what Bill and his entire staff do, even though it seems strange at, at times.
5: How much of a role did Belichick have in your tenure there with the Patriots with the offense?
6: Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting question because, you know, we had really strong people that were coaching – the offensive side of the ball, right? Like I I look back and, you know, Charlie Weiss, you know, you know, he was going to tell coach what he wanted to do and why he thought that was the way to go. And 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 there's always struggles on a coaching staff, right? The offensive line coach is pushing for more pass plays. The quarterback, especially Tom Brady, and the quarterback coaches are all looking for different ways to, you know, get fancy and cute with the ball. And and so there's a struggle on, on play calls and how we open and who's really the offensive coordinator on some staffs. But Bill you know, to answer your question, Bill Belichick had a lot to do with our offense. Okay. You know, everybody talks about him as a defensive coach. But, you know, Bill really understands, you know, not just the scheme, but but how the other side is going to look at, you know, defending against what you do best, right? And Bill's a big proponent of, hey, here's the three things that we have to do. That That's what we did before every matchup. Here's what we have to do offensively. Here's what we have to do on the defensive side of the ball, and here's what we have to do on special teams. And there will be three points to each week as we prepared. So, you know, he, he knew as much on the offensive side uh, as he certainly did on the defensive side.
5: Who do you think is most responsible for what happened in those two decades in New England?
6: I mean, it, look, I think if, if anybody looks at this season and tries to – make a comparison at this point in time. How about Who this, man? How about ass? this?
5: How about this? You can have Belichick as your coach or Brady as your quarterback.
6: This is your rookie year. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with Bill Belichick for a lot of reasons, right? Um, can, can he win without Tom Brady? Yeah, I think he can. I mean, we did it in 2008, right? If you want a case study to look at, you know, we had a guy in Matt Castle, you know, who filled in, did a great job, same coach, same Bill Belichick, right? So I don't look at what happened this season and try to compare it in in the realm of who's more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Look, th- th- those are two of the most dynamic people to play in the game, right? But you think so, you could
5: have won Super Bowls with Bledsoe?
6: Yeah, yeah, I think we could have for sure. Okay. You know, yeah. I wouldn't put either one of those guys down, right? I mean, but it is a system, right? New England is a system kind of scheme. I mean, it always has been, always will be with Bill Belichick as the head coach. But Tom's the, the system,
5: point, though. He's a system
6: unto himself, isn't he? He is now. He is now. Okay. And and look, he has been for a long time. So, you know, look, is it, there's no surprise that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, right? The fact that he went to Tampa kind of shocked me. You know, there's a lot of things that I found interesting. I didn't think that... You know, I wasn't somebody that said, hey, just because Tom Brady's in Tampa, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. But it's not a surprise. Do
5: you ever have a, a drink with Belichick?
6: <laughs> I've been drinking around him. I'm not sure that. <laughs> I I saw him. I remember when the transition happened and he went from like only football and everything in football. To then the Bill Belichick that we kind of know now today that will maybe go down to the islands and and enjoy a little bit more golf. So I've seen him relax and cut loose.
5: Do you have a, a Belichick story that I haven't heard?
6: <laughs> I've got a vault. My well, you friend. can't
5: get in trouble now, Matt.
6: Oh, listen, you, I, I, you, you got just looked over
5: your things. shoulder when I asked you that question as if as <laughs> if there was somebody there going, Matt, don't do that.
6: Yeah. Like PR well, had, stuff. Had, my <laughs> wife was worried that I was going to get fired or let go every week. Every week because I was always up to something that was no good. <laughs> all right, give me a Belichick so, story. All right, so uh, there was a time, and I've told this before, but this is a great one. There was a time we are at the Pro Bowl, and we had one of my teammates that was there as well, and he came as an alternate. And I told him while he was hanging out with a lot of guys that were – more tenured than he that when you're at the pro bowl you don't pay for drinks and especially if you're if your coaching staff is there i said hey look here's bill's room and i i made it a point to give bill's room number and i said just fill it out put his room number on there and and sign his name so i thought it would be funny i didn't think he would actually do it but hey we're just having fun a little conversation well, I, about five hours later, and after he'd been hanging out with all the old-timers who were already putting all their drinks on his bill anyway, which he didn't know. You know the young bucks never figured that out until it's too late. I see him walking from one side of the pool area to the other to hand Bill the check card. <laughs> it's in his hand. And I'm the only person in the whole area that knew what was happening. So I remember I grabbed... <laughs> I grab one of my teammates. I'm like, "Bro, you've got to see this. You have no idea what's about to happen, but it's going to get weird." <laughs> and and he walks up. He's like, "I appreciate you, Bill. I appreciate <laughs> you." And Bill has no idea what he's talking about, but he did sign it and he did pay for it.
5: Uh, Brady uh, was a pretty good beer
6: chugger, right? He one of the best, yeah, for sure.
5: Yeah, Ross Tucker said that he was uh, he he was up there.
6: Yeah, you you won't. <laughs> You won't see any evidence of that. I think that stopped many years ago. about the time the whole TB12 method came out, apparently water <laughs> saved you from getting a burn more than alcohol. So, what,
5: what if we were doing shots of kale? Do you think that he would be <laughs> great at chugging kale?
6: <laughs> Just stay away from strawberries and everything else is okay.
5: <laughs> but he wasn't different or strange when you were there.
6: Um, no, I mean, look, it, he's always had his method. I mean, from the very beginning. As a matter of fact, before – Before he was ever the starter, when I got to New England, the only person I knew in the New England region was a guy named Dave Nugent, who I went to Purdue with and was a roommate and came in with the class the year before with Tom Brady. So, you know, I got to see Tommy – you know, as the guy driving the yellow Jeep that was given to him by the dealer that wasn't the starter. And, but, but even then, you know, the guy always had a method to everything he did and was always trying to do it at a very high level.
5: But what happens when he shows up with Giselle? Were you, were you still there when Giselle makes her first appearance or you find out Brady is dating Giselle?
6: Yeah. Yeah. I was there when they were married. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. I mean it, it, there were, there were some other interesting moments before that too that that you know we we poked fun at but yeah yeah I mean we we saw the whole transformation.
5: <laughs> and the clothes and uh, like th- just everything about him
6: he he had a makeover, right? Well, now 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 you're going to force me to do this, okay? So <laughs> imagine this for me, Dan. Okay? I'm an offensive lineman. I roll out of bed at 6 a.m. We have a team meeting at 7 a.m. every single day. If you're late, you're probably going to be fired. And we've actually seen evidence of that in the form of a running back, right? So you're not going to be late. But when I roll out of bed as an offensive lineman, fat, sweaty, sloppy, I don't do anything other than just put on whatever was laying next to my bed. I walk into the facility. I drop all that stuff, put on my workout stuff, and I walk into the meeting, right? Let me contrast that with a Tom Brady. When Tom Brady walks in and on this particular day, he comes in with the skinny jeans that taper all the way to a very tight point with the designer boots that were made by Tom Ford, custom designed, you know, uh, unbelievable leather, the whole nine polished to the nth degree. On the upper half of him, he's wearing a cardigan. I'm, I'm, I'm talking straight out of like Mr. Rogers cardigan. And this cardigan has a giant lapel. It's got wool knitted by some Sherpa in the Himalayas. (laughs) It has hand-carved buttons the size of, like, my hand that are really cool looking. And I'm kind of angry that this is what I see walking in. So I bust his chops all the time. And on this particular day, I decided it was a good opportunity for me to go to his locker while he was working on becoming a better player and studying plays. And I put on his... (laughs) so-called Sherpa cardigan, and I went and I worked out in it. Now, the fun part is is that the only thing I put on was the cardigan. Literally the only thing I put on. So when he was driving home to his beautiful place in Boston, where I knew he wasn't going to be able to get away from the ickiness of me sending a picture of working out in that cardigan, I took a lot of joy in that. Did he keep it? I think he'd probably burn it on the side of 93 going to Boston.
5: (laughs) Oh, it's great to touch base with you again, Matt. Hope you're doing well and uh, the Light Foundation as well. Um, You know, thanks for joining us. We love the stories.
6: Well, I appreciate it. And listen, the best storyline of this Super Bowl is ShermFightsForFreedom.org. Anthony Sherman, fullback for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's given away his truck. Anybody can get an opportunity to take home that man's truck. And he's one of the the best guys on that team, one of the leaders. And if you go to that website, shermfightsforfreedom.org, you'll be supporting the fight against human trafficking and supporting our military. So cool little backstory on him. He's a North uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts guy, and we wish him luck and love the fact that he's doing what he's doing. Uh, Give me that address again. Sherm Fights for Freedom. Anthony Sherman, his truck, anybody can get an opportunity. It's a giveaway. There's also cool prizes because his teammates are jumping in. I hear that Pat Mahomes is jumping in on this too, but Kelsey's in. He's signing jerseys. We got country music artists, the whole nine, so it's a cool giveaway.
5: You're a good man, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, Dan. That's Matt Light, former Patriots offensive tackle.
2: All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting
5: that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder.
1: It's beer cracking
5: season. It, it, whoa, Okay. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit millerlite.com/patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Saw this where uh, Barry Sanders tweeted this morning. He was excited to talk to his, quote, movie star friend, the Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders, joining us on the program. So you've seen my body of work, Barry. Absolutely. Who, who hasn't? How would you rate who my hasn't? my acting ability?
8: Oh, see, come on, come on now. Why would you want to put me on the spot like that, man? Why would you want to put me on the spot? Um, you know, but... But go I, ahead. I, would say, I, I, mean, I, I I would say no. I, hey, we're on your show. How about two thumbs up?
5: Well, how many movies have you been in, Barry? <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, ouch, ouch. Okay. Um, not, not 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 very many. Not very. I think one. What was the movie? I think I think one. It was called um, Touchback, I believe. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Did you play yourself in touchback? Um,
8: I played, basically, I was on the sideline acting a, as a um, a uh, a coach. Okay. You know, like an assistant coach on the sideline. Uh, what is this Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you've seen it. You've seen it. No, I haven't seen, seen it. My work. No, you've seen my work. No, You've seen my work. No.
5: What do you think when you see your old game film? When you, when you're watching highlights and you come on?
8: Oh, I mean it just, you know what? It just kind of brings back memories of being young and and being able to do that kind of cool stuff on the field and and living out my dream um and and really almost those kind of butterflies, you know, of of actually playing in the game and that that sort of excitement you get um, why why are you actually going through it in, in the middle of it? So it was pretty cool.
5: Can you teach your style of running? That's a good question. I think I, th-
8: <laughs> I think to some to some yes, you can teach it. <laughs> to others, maybe not. <laughs> but wait, I think wait, I think who can I teach I think that to?
5: There, how many guys had your ability to cut? I don't know how fast you were. I just know you had that ability to cut
8: absolutely no i th- i think but i think to, to the right individuals i think you can teach it but how many guys i mean i i don't know i mean dan um i i watched the game as a kid and i was imitating so many guys like joe washington and greg pruitt and tony dorsett and oj and marcus allen and guys like that um so i can't i can't sit up here like i authored any any of it uh, <laughs>
5: Yeah, but, but um, Barry, to, you know what? you perfect. Though your style was, you had to run for your life behind that Lions' offensive line. Like that was your style.
8: No, hey, look, I, you know, I think um, for me, yeah, absolutely, it was my style. That's the way I'd always run. I, I had, trust me, um, as a kid, that's the way I ran. Um, you know, even when I didn't have the Lions offensive line, you know, so
5: (laughs) (laughs) but that's just the way I ran. Take me back to when you played your last game and I got a call from your agent, Peter Schaefer, and he said, Hey, Barry's going to take a flight to London. (laughs) Right. 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 Okay. Did you know prior to the game that that was your last game and that you were going to take a flight to London? as you ended your NFL career?
8: Well, no, at the time I retired, I didn't know I was going to take a flight to London because the flight to London happened in what, July or something like that on the eve of training camp. Um, and the last game would have been that December, I guess, of um, 98, mm. I, I would think. And so, um, and so, but I knew that season that that was pretty much it. Um, I knew, uh, you know, I just, I just knew that, you know what, I, I had played 10 great years and, had had a great run um didn't see uh didn't really see a reason to you know continue um in the game i knew that that drive and you know that that kind of thing you that 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 um pilot light you know that that's always lit that drives you that um you know uh, that drives that that fire within i just knew that that was gone at, at at year 10 and it was just time to move on i mean it's something it's something that i mean i guess unless you unless you've had that experience of where where you know, you have to make a change in life like that. Maybe it doesn't sound very clear, but I just knew that and understood it. Yes, it's time. To, it's time to move on.
5: Was there any part of you who didn't want to break Walter Payton's rushing record?
8: Um, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a tough question to answer, because being um, a lifelong fan of NFL and Walter Payton and running backs, I, I understood what that meant. Um, but I just knew that uh, for me, you know, the game had just run its course, and I, you know, I didn't get it in the the time that I played, um, you know. (laughs) I got close enough, and it's, you know, it's always an honor to be mentioned with Walter, um, you know, so, so um, you know, so, yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it.
5: But I also wonder, you know, the Lions just said to Matthew Stafford, hey, we're going to let you, like, you pick where you want to go or we're going to try to help you go someplace. I was wondering if you were playing now with the Lions and they weren't winning and they had that, you know, maybe they would look at the same way and go, hey, you, you want to go to the Raiders? We're going to send you to the Raiders or your favorite team, I think, back then. Do you think that's what the Lions were doing with Matthew Stafford is basically saying, hey, we're not going anywhere. Here's our thank you to you. We're going to send you to the L.A. Rams.
8: Yeah, I mean, there, there apparently um, seem to be some, some of that um i think it's a different it's a different league now um i think uh and you know he's meant so much to the franchise um, he, he's carried us for many many years and and um you know so so yeah i, I mean what you know whatever that conversation was the two sort of uh came to an agreement that that was the best thing for both parties um you know i don't i don't know exactly you know the details of the conversation, um, but. Um, but what a blockbuster trade man i mean wow um you know and and uh and so hey look hopefully it works out well for both um you know we're getting uh we're getting a young man who's played a lot of a lot of um in some very big games in a short career um you know and and uh, we'll see what happens and
5: uh, you're okay with the trade for the if you're being a Lions I fan we, Dan, I think
8: I think we got a lot for it okay i think we got a lot i think we got a lot for it i think uh Wow, I mean, you know, you look at the picks and and things like that. Um, yeah, I think I think uh we came out pretty good. Uh to this point, I think we can say that yeah,
5: we, we should feel pretty good about it. He's Barry Sanders, a Hall of Famer joining us. We'll get to what he's promoting here in a moment. Uh did you have any part in the Dan Campbell hire as head coach?
8: I wouldn't say I played a major role in it, but I was kinda involved um in just the conversation with, with Chris Billman and and uh so forth um um, you know so i kind of i knew that he was going to talk to coach campbell and some others um he's kind of goofy barry well you know i i I guess uh i guess uh you know he's a great coach um a great great coaching prospect he's been around the game i i you know i kind of enjoyed the the um press conference (laughs) you know it was kind of entertaining um you know, and so you got, you got to come in and, and, and entertain the fans a little bit, right? You know,
5: so. well, well, you would hope the team would entertain him, Barry, but if, if the team doesn't do well, then Dan should be uh, entertaining in those press conferences.
8: Well, I mean, you got to start off, you got to start off some way. And I think he left a good impression, um, you know, and, and, um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it and got a few chuckles out of, out of the press conference and, and uh, you need a few guys who's gonna bite on some ankles and knees
5: and, and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You would not have been his kind of player, Baric. You're not biting any ankles or kneecaps.
8: Well, I don't know. I I can't say as a defensive player, if I was if I were on defense, I you know, I don't know. I you know, personalities change a little bit here and there. Would you have know, been a, a safety I'll or be, a corner? I've become a different animal, Dan. Oh you know, i have really? become a different animal <laughs> I, on defense.
5: <laughs> Could you have been Dion Sanders?
8: No, I couldn't. I I don't want to go that far. But no, I love playing defense. And, you know, of course, in my generation, most of us growing up playing the game, we played on both sides of the ball. You know, so I absolutely love playing defense. And I played varsity defense in high school before I played offense. Um, You know, and so uh, I I thought I was a pretty decent cornerback. I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the Got the tape, you know. <laughs> but in Easy my mind, there. I thought I thought I thought I was a pretty decent pointer.
5: Uh, he's uh, Barry Sanders, the Hall of Famer, and uh, joining us on behalf of Rocket Mortgage, the Super Bowl Squares Sweepstakes. There, do you want to uh, let the audience know what they can win, how they can be involved? I want to hear you as a salesperson. Give, give me the uh, give me the sales pitch here, Barry.
8: No, absolutely, Dan. Uh, we're, we're just trying to give fans watching the big game a chance to win a lot of cash. You know, and so um, the the way it works is, you know, every score change during the game, touchdowns, field goals, extra points. um, Fans will have a chance to win $50,000. Two fans, two lucky fans will win half a million dollars. Um, So it's free to play. So just go to rockandmorgansquares.com, learn more about it. Um, It's going to be a terrific game. You got two quarterbacks that, that um, can set the scoreboard on fire that that'll that'll bode well for squares players um and we hope just you know that rock and more gives uh and square play square players you know win a lot of cash
5: when's the last time you bet on a sporting event
8: oh i don't know what middle school maybe <laughs> <laughs> you,
5: you were never interested in uh after you got out of out of uh, football you didn't gamble at all didn't bet on anything
8: no no nothing no, I, I never did. I mean, it was it was probably last time I bet was maybe in the Raiders, Raiders Washington Super Bowl. What was that? 84, 83, or something like that.
5: <laughs> that was when Marcus had his run. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely,
8: absolutely. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, I, I've never been a, a big
5: gambler in that way. If if I said you were GM, you could start your team with any running back besides you. Uh-huh. who are you going to start with?
8: Besides me, in, any running back who's ever played, um, wow, I would, probably, I would probably go with Jim Brown.
5: I would go with Jim Brown. Well, I know your dad loved Jim Brown, but I don't know how Jim would do in today's game. Would Jim Brown be Derrick Henry? I think he'd be Derrick Henry, honestly. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I can't imagine you know? tackling Derrick Henry,
8: Barry. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I'm. I'm. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. You know. I. I. Um. I stopped playing cornerback. You know. Moved to running backs. You know. Trying to tackle guys. No. But D- Derek, I think he's the closest thing to, to Jim Brown. Um, you look at what he's done the last couple of years. Phenomenal year this year. Um, going over 2,000 yards. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do it again. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see 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 the first guy able to do it twice. Um. You know. I've said this before. I think. Outside of Mahomes and maybe Rodgers, he's probably been the most dominant player in the game. Um, you know, so so yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal. But that that's but yeah, I I guess I I go with I would go with Jim because I think he I think he probably dominated the game, he dominated the game like no other running back did or has when he played. And so, uh, got to give the nod to Mr. Brown. My, my dad taught me well. Oh, I
5: remember that. Gosh, <laughs> he used to remind you all the time about you're no Jim Brown.
8: Hey, look. I mean, and, and to me, that's that's still a compliment, especially coming from my dad. You know? <laughs> it wasn't really a com. It was a backhanded compliment. You're- yeah, coming from my dad, you know, that's like one of the nicest things he's ever said to me.
5: So, <laughs> why do you think he was so tough on you?
8: I, you know, I don't know that he was tough as much as just in his mind, he would he would say he was just preparing me and and just honest. You know, that's that's how he felt. I mean. Um, but the funny thing about the Jim Brown thing is that really all my life, um, long before I was like high school or college or any kind of a, any you know, Heisman trophy, any of that, he just loved talking about Jim Brown, you know, just because, you know, I was interested in certain running backs when I was growing up and he would, that, that would give him, you know, um, the motivation uh, to just start talking about Jim Brown and how great he was and how, you know, none of none of the current running backs could stand up to Jim Brown. You know, so, so he was just, so I don't, I don't even know if it was about, you know, the fact that I ended up being a running back just uh, other than, or, or just he loved Jim Brown and that was his guy.
5: um. You know, so that, that's kind of how that was. Did you ever get hit where it really hurt? Like, I don't remember you taking on tacklers the way other running, you avoided it, but did you ever get hit? Like get your bell rung or get really banged up one time by a defender? Oh yeah, absolutely.
8: Absolutely. I, I think um, my first uh, my first start, I remember, was in the Meadowlands and I got the wind knocked out of me. And uh, I don't remember even remember who it was. Um, but but even, you know, so that's the, that's probably the one time where where I probably had to come out of the game. But I think because of adrenaline and, you know, because you're you're in the heat of the moment, it happens often, but you don't notice it. Uh, at least for me anyways, that, that was my personal experience. Um, it happened. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, but it, it certainly happened after that. But that's the one that I, I remember probably the most.
5: Well, it's good to see you. Looks like you could probably uh, give me a couple of carries in a game.
8: <laughs> oh, I'd love to, man. I'd love to. No, it's great It's great being here, man. Thank, thanks for having me. Well, uh, Barry Sanders
5: to- is coming back, I think. you want to help Jared Goff? Are you coming back for the Lions? Is that what you're announcing? You want to play again, Barry?
8: Um, You mean on the field? Yeah. Running back? Yeah. I I hadn't heard that rumor, but uh, oh, let's. I'm going to have to check into that. I'm going to have to check into that. I have to check into
5: that. Are you saying you're open to it, Barry? (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, It's great to, to great to connect with you again. Hope you're doing well. Probably playing a lot of golf. Not doing anything else, right?
8: I'm playing a little golf um, you know just taking it easy I mean it's COVID man so what you know how much can you do but just taking it easy trying to stay safe um, and pre- appreciate your time man and good luck to all the squares player out there go to rockamortagesquares.com find out more about it.
5: Thank you buddy. Thank you Barry. Alright Dan appreciate it man. That's Barry Sanders Hall of Famer Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the I Radio app When it comes to odds, Danny Sheridan, USA Today, handicapper, sports analyst. Last year, I figured out that Danny was picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I asked him before the Super Bowl, but he couldn't do it because he didn't want to release his picks to uh, his clients until game day, and I understand it, but great minds think alike, and Danny Sheridan joins us. You almost lost it, but uh, you, you did get the win for your clients, Danny. Good to talk to you again.
9: Likewise, and Dan, before I forget, I want to congratulate you and the dazzling Danettes on being named by Barrett Sports Media as the number two most popular national sports radio show in the United States, and hopefully next year at this time, they'll name you number one. <laughs> well, thank you, Danny. You
5: know, I, I would rather be number three than number two. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, because it's like on Monday, if you say to Tom Brady after he's lost and you go, hey, second-best quarterback this weekend, I mean, that's sort of the feeling that I get. I, I don't want to be runner-up. I'd rather be third than, uh, than second there. Okay. All right, if that makes any sense. All right, so you can't tell me who you're going to take this weekend. I realize that. And you've always told me, don't worry about the point spread.
9: Right. Oh, no. If you just picked the winner, you will have beaten the spread 88% of the time. <laughs> 57%, Dan, against the spread is considered excellent. The winner of this game has beaten the spread 45 times and lost six. The last team. To win the Super Bowl and not win the not beat the spread, was uh, Pittsburgh against Arizona. They won by four in two thousand nine, and I want to point out that Pittsburgh scored with forty five seconds to go to beat Arizona. But that was the last time two thousand nine. So just pick the winner, and again, it's not a big spread, and uh, you you have the odds in your favor, and that's what I always try to do. Just pick the winner, ignore the spread, and you should you should be right.
5: But if you're picking, have you ever picked? The player like I, I would never bet against Brady. I, I wouldn't bet if it meant betting against Brady. But is that sound logic at all when you look at a player and you go, I can't bet against him or I am going to take him because of that player, not that team?
9: Well, it might be to some people, and I can't disagree. It's not to me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I was thinking about Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I wasn't thinking. Of, I mean, that's important. Obviously, if Patrick Mahomes didn't play, I would want no part of Kansas City. But uh, some people count it. I don't. I don't weigh it in my lucky don't with my dartboard. And by the way. I give my pick on Sunday. I actually make up my mind on Sunday for the total and for the game, and that's when I give it to my clients. And one of the reasons you'd obviously wait till Sunday is on the total is because it could rain in Tampa. Hopefully it won't. I don't have a theory for if it rains.
5: So you're going to take the over in Kansas City because you're thinking that
9: it's not going to rain, as Mike has said. What yeah. I'm saying is that my, in the article I mentioned, If you have two potent offenses, and I'm going to ask you this question, two potent offenses, you go under. I know that sounds contrarian, but it happens. That's the way I handicap it. Two defensive stalwarts, you go over. A good example would be last year, Kansas City and San Francisco, great offenses. They scored 86 and 64 points, respectively, in their playoffs. They went under the year before. You had the Tom, Tom Brady. You had the uh, New England. I'm trying to think who was playing, Dan. It was New England and uh, the, the Rams. Yeah. Two top-scoring teams in the conference the whole year. Guess what? 13-3. to 3. So my question to you would be, and I will question a mm. bunch of sports guys and say, hey, when you think of Kansas City, do you think of offense or defense? They'll tell me offense. I'll accept that. So my question to you, Dan, is when you think of Tampa Bay, do you think of offense, defense, Are pretty much neutral balanced defense okay then I wouldn't be able to pick the total if that were the case that's interesting and that may be the case if if I find out or if I make the when I talk to all these sports writers if they tell me what you just said I will not pick the total going in if, it's, if they say offense, I'm going under. If they say defense, and I believe them, I'm going over. Paulie, what is the weather forecast for Tampa?
1: Uh, high of 70 on Super Bowl Sunday. Rain for sure in the morning. Uh, overcast with rain showers at times. High tide, 4.15 p.m. Wow.
5: Does it matter if you jump in on... The line was 3.5, and, and now I think it's down to 3 right feels like a lot of uh there's a lot of kansas city money here but the the instant reaction see that doesn't factor into you because you said it you know just pick who you think's going to win don't worry about the point spread
9: i agree i don't worry about that i just pick who i think in this case it's it's safe to say if tampa bay covers they should win you're talking three points and and vice versa obviously if kansas city wins they they should cover more than three points
5: And any other tips that you would give for people for entertainment purposes only this Sunday?
9: Well, there's so many, Dan. I hope they'll read the article in USA Today. But the key, there's so many. For example, prop bets. People love to bet the coin flip. uh, Will Brady throw 520 touchdowns, 50 passes, whatever. Will the rushing guy do this? Bottom line is if you bet prop bets, which probably uh, in the total handle, prop bets, are more than any other bet, more than just betting the game or betting the total. But I'm against prop bets. The public has won prop bets two times from the bookmakers in the last 25 years. That pretty much tells me <laughs> you probably shouldn't be betting prop bets. But that's one of the things. You shouldn't bet parlays. That's insanity because of the odds. And you shouldn't bet teasers, just the name canote <laughs> teasers my god what is that? before i forget paul paul uh paps right he yeah. works with you right yeah,
5: yeah. paul he's my integral
9: part of that team yes is he any is he like one of the heirs to the past blue ribbon i'm serious just a unusual name no i wish he was but uh he's not he, I he, meant to ask you that last year because you kept saying that. And uh, yeah. Plus, he asked me, he said, if you'll mention that on the air, I'll send you $25. I said, I'll definitely do it. Wow. wow. Nah, well,
5: kidding. all of sure. my guys, their last names have to do with alcohol.
9: <laughs> so, Well, that's what working it, with you will do, Dan. I remember you from the 80s when you were in your wild 20s. Easy there, Danny. That's if right. you had
5: the over-under on me in my 20s, would you have taken the over?
9: Over to be successful, yes, but to be as successful as you've been, i got to remember, I'm looking at you a wild hellion in your 20s at CNN Sports with me. and No, I probably wouldn't have gone over. <laughs> Very talented, but uh, listen, you would have never dreamed you would have accomplished what you did. I think that's a safe statement, and I'm proud of you.
5: Well, thank you, Danny. Uh,
9: and, and you didn't have it given to you. You didn't inherit the past Blue Ribbon uh, beer franchise well Todd's last name is Schlitz so it's Todd oh, Schlitz
5: oh my goodness yeah and then it's Paulie Pabst uh, <laughs> McLovin Smirnoff Perloff
3: yes uh we're not sure we changed the name <laughs> at Alice Island I think it was Smirnoff uh, Seaton. Seton your on uh, last name uh first name Seaton, middle name Bud last name Wiser. yes true story
5: yeah so everybody that I hired had something to do with alcohol in their name that would explain
9: yeah. why your show is so popular <laughs>
5: Well, we drink all day. I think that's the reason why. Um, hey, it's great to talk to you, Danny, and people can uh, see, get these tips from Danny. He does it every year, and uh, you can go to USA Today, and uh, he'll help you out coming up this weekend. Hope you're doing well, and thanks for reaching out, Danny. Appreciate you having me on, Dan. Stay well and continued success. That's uh, Danny Sheridan. You can check out his Super Bowl betting tips in USA Today's special edition Super Bowl 55 preview.
2: all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise, set several generations after the last installment, in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
0: I got my friends and family all blowing up my phone. My kids think I've gone crazy as I'm running around my home. Well, I heard Dan Patrick wanted me to call into his show. Well, the Chiefs must have won the AFC and we're headed to the Super Bowl. When I was just a little girl upon my daddy's knee, I remember it like yesterday. It was 1970. Oh, the Chiefs had and dawson then buck buchanan and bobby bell for oh, the chiefs are in the super bowl i heard my daddy yell well 50 years they came and went and sometimes we got close gonzalez never got to go with jamal nor the great priest homes so many times it broke I'd never know but the Chiefs just broke that playoff curse and now they're headed to the Super Bowl
5: that was a year ago when Melissa Etheridge gave us Chiefs are in the Super Bowl I think that was a big hit and uh she joins us now you're getting spoiled with your Kansas City Chiefs there Melissa
0: I gotta tell you it's a great feeling it's uh something I've never felt before and indeed Look at this setup here. Now,
5: describe it for the audience that's only listening on radio. Those who are watching on Peacock, they can see. Is this your studio?
0: Yes, this is our streaming studio when uh, the world went upside down last year. uh, And I realized that I wouldn't be able to have uh, live performances for quite a while. My wife and I came back into our garage and we transformed it into a streaming studio where we stream Etheridge TV five days a week.
5: You got a couple of cameras working there. This isn't just I mean,
0: this is some serious I have more cameras than you do, I think. No, no, no.
5: I, I have I lead the league in uh, in cameras. You have more uh, guitars than I have, but I think I have oh, okay. about fourteen cameras in here. Everything oh, okay, is on everything's see. on TV. Okay, so you got posters back there. You got the yeah, lighting. I went
0: to my warehouse, pulled some stuff out. It looks yeah.
5: great. The coolest piece of memorabilia you have in there is
0: what? Oh probably I I've pulled it up here probably this uh can't see Chiefs it's helmet? Like a two, 2,000 um, Chiefs autographed uh, helmet. I've got Derek Thomas on.
5: What about that, music? Uh, um, what's that? What about music, your favorite piece of metal? I, I always love the one where your guitar is uh, over your back.
0: Oh, yeah, my shirtless. Yeah, that's probably, it, it's my o- o- homage to uh, Bruce guitar slung over my back uh, <laughs> poster. Yeah, that's probably it.
5: <laughs> Although Bruce didn't have his shirt off when he did it.
0: Nope, that's where I went. Wait a minute. I'm going to actually take my shirt off. I have to go one step further.
5: What if Tom Brady said, you know what? Giselle and I are, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary. Melissa, would you play at our anniversary? Would you indulge your, you know, that uh, wish? the You know, because you probably might be anti Brady being a Chiefs fan.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. It, it, the, huh, I, I, I'm able to. To have the spirit of a, a sports fan and and, you know, say, darn that Brady. How many times has he kept us from the playoffs? How many times has he, you know, and and everything? Yet I am a person and I have uh, great respect for a great athlete. So, you know, I respect the man. OK, I don't know if I'd uh, go to his party, but I, I respect the man.
5: <laughs> but, but if Mahomes said that. Hey, oh, hey, would you play at my wedding?
0: Oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'll bring. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll play all kinds of wedding songs. I can play wedding receptions. Absolutely. Okay.
5: So uh, we ask. I don't know if we formally ask you to come up with a new song, but I'm. I'm hopeful you do have a new song for us.
0: Well, I happen to be standing here with my guitar. Okay. And, you know, it's funny because, um, I, I actually hope every year that I get to, to bring a song to you because it means that my, my Chiefs have done very well. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's funny because I, I, I sat down to, uh, you know, just you know, whip something up because it's always fun and, and, um, especially about football and, and football songs can be strange, but, um, <laughs> I, um, I actually looked at this whole year and and thought this whole year was strange. So I wanted to uh, kind of put my thoughts and everything together. And it's actually it's actually um, a song thanking football. It's called Football. Thank you. Okay. All right.
5: Here is uh, Melissa Etheridge, the uh, Grammy Academy Award winner, singer, songwriter uh, and diehard Chiefs fan.
0: (laughs) Twenty twenty was hard. 2020 was strange. Well, the Chiefs were the champs. And then everything changed. Well, my heart grew heavy. Days were fearful and dark. Would football even happen? The future was stark. But the men and women of the NFL, how they found a way the stands would be empty but still they would play and i'd like to thank the nfl especially my chiefs you gave me something to smile about yeah you saved my sanity well i know it's just a game but it really pulled me through so i just want to thank you football thank you well they played on through December. Each team that gave the best. The Jets and the Jags kinda came up short in it. C East was just a mess, you know. Packers <laughs> <Marcus laughs> had the MVP and the Browns surprised us all. The bills almost almost went all the way man that's good football i'd like to thank the nfl especially my chiefs yeah you gave me something to smile about you saved my sanity well i know it's just a game but it really pulled me through so i just want to thank you now football thank you oh now brady as a buccaneer well he deserves all my respect he brought them to the super bowl yeah he's a goat and yet <laughs> well i'll take my defense any day with tyrant chris and spags my chiefs have proved it all year long that they can run it back with andy's plays and kelsey saves when Tyreek leaves them scorched in the end when brady meets mahomes well it's time to pass the torch <laughs> <laughs> oh i'd like to thank the nfl especially my team you gave me something to smile about yeah you saved my sanity I- I know it's just a game, but it really pulled me through. So I just want to thank you, football. Thank you.
5: Oh, you're adorable. Thank you.
0: (laughs) It's time to pass the torch. That's
5: great. I I love that. And the NFC East line was great, too. What what is your go-to Springsteen song?
0: Oh, that's probably Jungle Land or anything off Born to Run. Have you played that during your shows? You know, I did a um I did a Springsteen cover day on Tuesday. I do covers. Yeah. And uh today is Southern Rock covers, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I have done I don't think I did I don't think I did Jungle Land. No. I haven't actually sang it. It's it's like a it's like a mini rock opera, you know. But do you know Bruce? I do know Bruce. He he um in 1994 he came and sang on my MTV Unplugged. We sang Thunder Road together is like a highlight of my life. How intimidating is that? You know he's not. He is just as um personable and just a New Jersey guy. He's really really a very nice guy and just uh, he, I just love him very much.
5: <laughs> but I would think "Growing Up" would be a great song for you. I, my favorite, I love "Growing Up." I love "She's the One," and oh yeah. Uh, but there, I mean, there's so many songs to to love ab- about Bruce. But uh, and not that I could cover any of those, but I, I just those are always songs that resonated with me for some reason.
0: They they make their our, our history of of rock. You know, that's it's a big part of. The American life, I think.
5: But have you ever run into that rock star that they acted like a rock star and it, it wasn't a good, good. It's
0: funny, I ran into a few of them in the 80s and 90s, and I don't know where they are now. So that's usually <laughs> kind of what happens. <laughs>
5: um, it's great to talk to you. I know it's uh, certainly been uh, a difficult year for you in a variety of ways. And I, uh, I hope that uh, Etheridge TV, the Etheridge Foundation, tell us more about what you're doing with your TV show.
0: Well, on um, if you go to ethridgetv.com, uh, you you can buy a ticket to each separate show, or you can get a monthly subscription for 50 bucks. And uh, what you get is five shows a week. You get Tuesday cover songs, Wednesday I do a chat show with my wife where we talk about the world and and bring some laughter into into everything. Thursday is called uh, Mama's Choice, which is deep cuts of. Uh, um album tracks and and things that are uh, rarely heard and uh friday is uh we actually go i i i've got some like old bootlegs that i um show everybody and we talk it's, it's called the friday night time machine and then saturday is like a a full on concert where i i do the hits and oh, and great. we just play and it it keeps me sane by you know being able to make music and it pays the bills.
5: <laughs> and what are you going to be doing on Super Bowl Sunday?
0: Oh, I will be sitting in my chair with a vat of guacamole and, <laughs> and I will be nervously eating and cheering on. Oh, God, I just I love we're in the Super Bowl again. It's really exciting.
5: Doesn't that sound like a country song sitting in my chair with a vat of guacamole? <laughs> indeed. I'm in. Uh, indeed. I, yeah. I, I, maybe George Strait could do something like that.
0: I absolutely (laughs) find something. aren't aren't there certain
5: there's certain artists, though, Melissa, that it feels like they could like didn't the Beatles prove you could sing about anything like an octopus's garden tax man, like just so many crazy (laughs) things. They prove that it, it doesn't matter what the lyrics are. They can they could sell it.
0: If you feel it, I am the walrus, cuckoo, cachoo, you know? <laughs> I know. Like, okay. Kinda I'm singing it, yes.
5: EtheridgeTV.com. And uh, thank you again, Melissa. It's great to see you. And good luck to your Chiefs coming up this weekend. And if you want to maybe pre-record a Chiefs song, I don't know, next week, next month or something like that for the following Super Bowl. Oh,
0: come on. Like you no, can be you gotta, that. You, you got to be in the moment. Oh, you okay. You got to know what's okay. happening. All right. All right.
5: It. I just thought maybe you wanted to pre-record something, take a little pressure off you there. But
0: Maybe it would be called Dynasty, perhaps. Oh,
5: whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I like yet? it. I like it. <laughs> okay. uh, good luck this weekend. And thank you again.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Dan. Much love to all your folks there.
6: That's Melissa Etheridge.